Hey there, everybody. Welcome on in to the Buffoon and Bodkin Show. My name is Tanner Dawson of the Whiskey Sports Podcast. Mr. Bodkins is going to be out today. He's out sick. So, but please make sure you go follow him at the Bodkin Show uh, on YouTube there. So, great channel, great guy. We all know how he is. So, guys, I got a couple extra guests here to fill in for Bodkins. Look, Bodkins went to Kansas City on Saturday, went to the UFC show. Two guys retired from that show right after that, right after the event. And now Bakken's is sick. Who says they bloodied each other? I think Bakken's bloodied all of them and they got himself sick. So I think that's how it is right now. I'm, I'm going to stick to it. Anyways, guys, let's bring in our two co-hosts for the night. Uh, they'll be joining me. Let's first bring him in. He's a Tennessee Titans fan. You might've seen him on the Nick, Nick show here and there. Mr. First down. What's up, dude? Hey, buddy. Happy to be filling in for Botkins. I promise not to be as loud as him, though. <laughs> hey, that's not hard, man. <laughs> he can take care of himself. Appreciate you joining in. And then our next guest, guys, you uh, might know him from Let's Talk Sports, talking all things Eagles, because he's an Eagles fan for Dan, uh, but Dallas Cowboys guy, Alan. Alan, what's up, man? Dan uh, won't let you live it down. That's all I'm going to say. He will not. Will not. No, and now that Jalen got paid, oh, it, it's going to get even worse. Savage. Savage. Well, guys, I appreciate you joining me. Guys, we got quite the lineup, of course, once again. There is big sports happening right now, in case you're not aware. If you're just an NFL fan, you got to get outside to expand a little bit. All right, Mr. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. There's NHL playoffs going on. There's NBA playoffs going on. Uh, we got the draft here for NFL next week. MLB is ramping up. Like we're already what two, three weeks in the season now. I am a Guardians fan. I should say that I am. A go. Fan. So, but it's it's a blast here. But us every Monday night, guys. Let's bring him in to talk some playoff hockey. Jim Beringer. It's the boy. Hey. It's the boy. Yeah, look at it. Look at it. What's going on, man. How, right how here. Right here. What's going on, guy. boys? That guy right there. Well, it's the, right guy, there. It's the that guy, guy that knows things. It's is the guy that knows true? things. That exactly. Hey, what, what's good, Jim? I'm going to find there another is. hockey expert out there. So I brought in a couple other buffoons that joined me. That would be Nick as well. So, uh, Hey, you know what? <laughs> it's a pleasure to meet Mr. First Down. I've heard so many good things about you. Oh, Alan, always untrue. a pleasure. <laughs> always a pleasure, Alan. Yeah. So... Uh, as- as we call you on Keith's show, the ringmaster himself has arrived. Absolutely. The ringmaster is here. That's right. Sorry, guys. I missed you on Sunday. I was driving up from Philadelphia at a hockey tournament. Tried to make some things work. Couldn't make it out. But Keith and I are going to try to get some things for you for the, for this Sunday as well uh, to get to get some hockey talk in there because I know guys are craving for the ringmaster to be back. Man, I'll tell you what. Guys, if you're not following Jim on, at Jim Beringer on Twitter, you're missing out. He breaks down everything and literally throughout the day, right? You're not missing a beat there. You're If you're missing news, go to add Jim Beringer, go to Full Press Hockey as well. He's got it all laid out for you. So, Jim, it's time. It's begun. It is here. And it's dun, dun, dun. So, we got two games currently going on during the show right now. Um, uh, T- Tanner, what did we talk about a couple weeks ago? What do we talk about? Do I have to correct you again? You do. Do I have to correct you again? Yes. It's the Stanley Cup playoffs. Okay. It's the Stanley Cup playoffs. Okay. None of this. Real quick. Yeah. I I, I don't like even the guys in the the quote unquote insiders in the league. I hate when they say it's the NHL playoffs. It's the Stanley Cup playoffs. Stanley Cup 
play. That's how I grew up with it. That's how it's always been. You play for the Stanley Cup. Ambushed on our own show, Tanner. Ambushed on your own show. Did it well, yes, t- last week because he has to correct me. This is what I brought Jim in here for. Learning time with Jim. That's it's, right. This is it. It's learning it. time with Jim. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll go back to my corner. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. But all seriousness, no. Because you try to distinguish yourself from the NBA. You're going on. You're playing for the cup. Lord Stanley. Stanley. Well, it won't be. It won't be awarded tonight. But it's the first game, first round, hardest, difficult trophy to win. Four rounds, four wins. The body takes a toll, and it's only game one tonight. Got a couple of games. One's about probably about to wrap up, and then we got a couple of others about to puck drop. So a uh, lot of fun stuff here on uh, night one of the Stanley Cup playoffs. So on the I was Stanley say, just Cup, that, just that's Tampa Bay after the last three years. Yeah, how I hard mean, it is to yeah, all yeah. all four and four rounds for three straight it, years. That's insane. It's insane. Think about this one. I got a stat for you. The New York Islanders, 1980 to when they lost to the Oilers, 19 straight playoff series wins. Think about that. What? And the body. They won four straight cups and then went back to the finals. So they went to five straight finals, won four, and lost to Gretzky's Oilers. 19 straight playoff series wins. That will never be touched. Ever, ever, I I am pretty confident nobody's breaking that record. Never, ever, 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 ever. <laughs> I mean, if I had to put a percentage on it, I'm gonna put about probably ten percent. It's pretty low. That, yeah. That's pretty low. That is. That Lamar is. Jackson might actually get paid before that happens. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? An NFL thing? Is that that just happened? It did. It did. It did happen. Watch out for the key references right there. Oh, man, yeah. that's great. Uh, all right, Jim, let's talk about it real quick here. Yeah, let's do it. Two games in the Stanley Cup playoffs. There we go. Going on right now. So there you got Carolina go. and New York Islanders. Five minutes left in the third. Carolina's up 2-1. Is there anything shocking in this game that you saw uh, that you you thought would come out of this game one? Not really low low scoring affair. Uh, as a pretty pretty much predicted. I mean, you go around, you talk to a lot of people. You know, if you're gonna bet this series, you bet the under mostly. Yeah. And, and all these games, both goaltenders, defenses, they're pretty good. Neither team could really score a lot. Uh, both uh, goals scored by Carolina came on a power play. Uh, the Islanders got one back, but it's been pretty much what I expected. Defense first, goaltending. What I was shocked by is that Antti Ranta got the start in game one for Carolina. I thought it would be Freddie Anderson. Pretty much everybody thought Anderson was going to get the start. But but other than that, really not much here. I mean, both teams really good defensively, and the Islanders just can't score, which is not surprising, and they can't really play well. This is probably the best game they've played in PNC Arena in a long, long time because usually they get shelled here. Oh, wow. So- yeah. So do you think so you think Carolina though they they should come away with this win right in the series? It'll be close, but it should come away. They should I mean the Islanders I mean if the Islanders can steal a game in Carolina, the thing is is we go back to last year. Carolina through two rounds, it took to game 14 till somebody won a road game. Remember, they all the home teams That's won right. against Boston in the Boston Carolina series. And the pattern pretty much followed suit in the Rangers series until Carolina just ran out of gas. So, I mean, 
the Islanders can steal a game on the road, the way Sorokin's played at home, um, I, you give the Islanders a puncher's chance. Yeah. Uh, it, but again, it's two teams that can't score a lot. So one goal is going to determine this series and a game here and there. Okay. Yeah. No, I think, yeah, because this, I mean, it should be a little closer, I think, because obviously it's going to be in the under. If it's the under, normally there's a lot closer games throughout the series. Yeah. And they played each other well through the season, too. Uh, another game I want to touch base with you on <clears throat> that I am a little interested on Dallas, Minnesota. There, <clears throat> over there in the West. Great first round matchup. Uh, I think one of the top highlights of this first round. Do you think, I mean, it's, I got a lot of Minnesota fans. Like I said, I, a lot of Minnesota people I talk with. Do you think Minnesota can come away with this W without getting beat up too much? They got goaltending. Philip Gustafson, I mean, coming out party, I knew he was good. I didn't think he was this good. I mean, he played well when he was in Ottawa. I think Bill Guerin deserves, I don't know, send him whatever you want because this guy flees to Ottawa for Cam Talbot. Uh, and now Gustafson's getting the start in game one. Look, Jake Ottinger, we know what he can do. Mm-hmm. Look, Dallas has been there before. They've been to a cup final. I mean, recently is the bubble. Again, you could throw the bubble out, different circumstances, whatever, but they still went to a cup final. Pete DeBoer, first year with a new team. Usually the team makes a run. You have Joe Pavelski there, Rupe Hintz, Robertson, all these guys. They've been there before. Minnesota. What's your matchup of the evening? Oh, I'm sorry. I tried to fill the silence. In. I attacked. No, I went aggressive. No, I, I am going to answer that. On the, okay. other si- on the other side, Minnesota, you know, Kaprizov, what are we going to see from him next year? Mm-hmm. Uh, from from this season, from last year, Boldy is he going to take a step? Joel Eriksson-Eck looks like he's going to play in the series defensively. How well do they match up? Both teams really don't like each other. It's going to be a very physical series, like it was in the regular season. So I expect this game. I mean, I the goals will also be at a premium. As far as the series, as you said, the most exciting series to me, the one that stands out that I'm looking for. Edmonton, L.A. rematch of last year. It's also on the docket for tonight. It's the late game. Uh, Connor McDavid against L.A. I-, I can't wait to see this kid again, man. This this guy's having a phenomenal season, uh, and I love what he's doing. And he could carry this past this Edmonton team, you know, possibly if if things go right, right? Yeah, I mean, look, Edmonton's, you know, on a heater. They won nine straight to close the season. I think they went 14-0-1 in their last 15 games of the season. Um, McDavid, 153 points, 64 goals. This guy's got the swagger. He knows when you, when you listen to him talk, you know, hey, I haven't won anything yet. It's great, all these individual achievements, but I got to win to ma- have them matter. He's playing like it. He's backing up everything. Got Leon Dreisaitl, Matias Ekholm. What a steal at the deadline. Great pickup. Other power plays the best. Clicking, check this percentage out. 33 percent the best in the league i was just looking at it yeah yeah the best power play in the league uh la better stay out of the penalty box alan knows from those days when tampa was ripping through everybody in the run of the stanley cup final what do we always say stay out of the penalty box so la stay out of the penalty box um but i'm going to be interested to see if they can slow mcdavid down they did it pretty well in the regular season but this cat's on a different level right now yeah, I'm kind of looking at this matchup too, right? So you got first, 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 first there, all on the offensive side. 
assists, goals for, power play percentage, and shooting percentage for Edmonton. They literally have the offense to essentially take care of business uh, versus L.A. Uh, the only thing that really gets them is they're pretty even against the goals against and the penalties and the penalty minutes. So, uh, look, it's I, I believe in momentum in going into playoffs. I really do, uh, especially with a schedule such as theirs where they had Colorado uh, as well, and they had L.A. towards the beginning of April there to finish out there. And, you know, you get a couple of win, a couple of teams like that where you beat them and then you kind of dominate the rest of the, you know, people that aren't making the playoffs uh, to finish it out. I, I just feel if there's momentum coming in, I think Edmonton has probably the most, more of the most momentum outside of Boston because we all know how well Boston is. So coming out of the regular season, <laughs> they're, yeah. they're touching that. but momentum wise, I think the Oilers out here can really, you know, possibly keep pushing through and i think i think they could you know almost almost take a sweep here with the momentum yeah i don't know i think la may steal a game or two uh, i could see that their goaltender's done it before corpus Allo in the year that they beat um boston when he was with columbus he, he's he's okay. been able to steal some games um the thing is is colorado set the model last year right play with speed play with through the neutral zone play to your strengths get above average to average goaltending. That's all they need. They just need Stuart Skinner to make the save, the timely save that Mike Smith didn't make last year. The, the goal that the Colorado score from the middle, from the blue line that goes in or from the center ice line gives up a bad goal when Edmonton needs momentum or down in the game. They just need Stuart Skinner to make the save. That's it. That's, That's all it. they need. They just need them to be good enough because they have the offense to outscore everybody. Now, that being said, I've said this in years past when Pittsburgh was outscoring everybody. You can't outscore your problems, but Edmonton's defense is a lot better. Matias Ekholm makes everybody slide in to the position they're supposed to be playing, especially like a guy like Darnell Nurse, who is now playing where he needs to play. Not a top line. He's not a top defenseman in the league. He's a middle-pairing defenseman where he needs to be. Everything else works. Get the save. That's all they need. That's, that's pretty much the story of Pittsburgh in general, especially these last couple of years. I mean, my goodness, the last two games, you have a chance to, to get that eight seed, and I'm like, come on, guys. You, you can't you can't, you can't, can't keep doing this to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, imagine a Cowboys fan saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I mean, look, Pittsburgh, look, you know, Pittsburgh had, uh, if they got in, I don't think they were going to get out of the first round, to be honest. And again, the first round woes for Pittsburgh would continue. That was the news over the weekend. Look, Ron Hextall, Brian Burke, Chris Pryor, all gone. Yep. Cleaned house. Cleaned house. Why? Well, it's not just on Hextall and Burke. It's also on ownership to decide that, oh, it's a good idea to bring back if you get any market at $6.1 million and give them a no-move clause. Okay, that's, that's on Hextall. Okay, yeah, okay, no, it's on ownership. Because Hextall wanted to make the tough decision. He just wanted to bring back Latang to make this team better. But now you're stuck with two guys making $6.1 million with 35-plus contracts that if they retire, still eat your cap up. Now, if the cap goes up, it's fine. But, it, you know, again, Pittsburgh – they're, they're flawed in goal. They're flawed on defense. They have a lot of problems because they're up against the cap. The Flames also parted ways with their general manager today, too. 
uh, mutually parted ways. Uh, he was looking for a new contract. They didn't really get anything done, but they chose the coach over. And look, to all credit to Brad Tree Living, he did what he could when a player like Johnny Goudreau leaves via free agency. One player wants to be traded. He gets a great return. It, again, the, the problem with the Flames is, is like the problem with Pittsburgh. Inconsistently, inconsistent too much too often. Consistently inconsistent is how I sum it up. You see, We see it in the NFL all the time. Teams are consistently inconsistent, and that's what the Flames and Penguins were this year. Very interesting. Mr. First Down, do you have any questions for Jim? I think the Wild is a terrible name for a hockey team. A hockey team. That's awful. <laughs> wild. That's well, just wild that their name is Wild. Well, it's a wild. Well, well, <laughs> well, Mr. First Down, did you know that the Dallas Stars uh-huh. used to be the Minnesota North Stars? So the Minnesota North Stars moved to Dallas and they expanded back to Minnesota and called them the Wild. Now, what I would like to see the Wild do is use those old North Star colors all the time and their retro jerseys because those things are hot. Look at them up. Look at them up. I like it. Look it up. It's kind of like naming your team the Commanders or the football team or whatever (laughs) Dan Snyder did. Hey, just remember, we were – like, I, I, small side, why would you call the team the Commanders when the name Red Wolves is on the menu? You I know, right? Red Wolves. <laughs> you could have done Wolfpack and all that stuff. But, okay, okay, the jerseys are fire. I'm looking at them. Okay. Right? That's, that's, right? That's fair. That's what's, about- what's drawn, Your Honor? <laughs> yeah, that those I like the retros that the, the Wild use, and I, I hope they keep. I hope they bring those back all the time because I just don't like the Christmas tree colors. I like those old North Star I'm just a fan of the vintage, so. Right, I, I feel you. I'm wearing the I'm wearing a vintage Titan shirt uh, jersey. I never thought I'd get to say that. It's vintage now. Yeah, mm-hmm. never would have thought that either. Oh, speak, speaking of Mr. First Down, would like this. Mm-hmm. I have a Derrick Henry signed Titans jersey in my house, and I got it before he got paid and and did all that stuff that he did for the Tennessee <laughs> Titans. I am now following you on Twitter, sir. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I can be bought. My love is for sale, and you just bought it. All right. Yes. Sold. Yes. So there was some more news that happened over the weekend there. Brad Larson ended up getting canned after a couple seasons with Columbus. So what's, I guess, Columbus here, what what are they going to be looking for during this offseason? to, I don't know, maybe try to contend. Is that the Capitals, by the way? Is that the Capitals? Columbus? No. Yeah. That's okay, the Blue Jackets. Blue Jackets. Blue Jack- okay, Blue well, that's a terrible name, too. What are we doing? What are we doing, y'all? <laughs> well, by the way, well, also, if, uh, the reason uh, – so sidetrack here. Um, <laughs> if we had a graphic for learning time with Jim, this would be a great time to have oh, it. Oh, man, I need one. I'm going to get one. Because <laughs> he's just set me up perfectly. Mr. First Down just keeps derailing the show. Hey, what's no, up? No, no, no. No, Mr. First Down is actually adding to the show. You are actually. Oh, I am? Because oh, he's bringing great ideas to the show. You hear that, Botkins? I'm adding to the show. <laughs> We're bringing great ideas to the show right now. <laughs> okay, cool. cool. Uh, so, by the way, so they call, they're called the Blue Jackets because it's named after a Civil War uh, Union soldiers blue jackets for the north so that's what they they named the team after i never understood there's the original jersey had a bug on it i never understood it now i like the cannon and what they do now i Mm -hmm. never understood the original but back to tanner's question 
they had an interesting offseason. They get Johnny Goudreau. They re-signed Patrick Line. But the coach there, I, I, it was very disappointing. A lot of things didn't go their way. They had the offseason where the goalie got killed and the fireworks thing. A lot of things just weren't going their way. But it was a disappointing season because of what they had on the roster. And I think they need a guy that can come in, maybe play a little bit more defensively, but allow the team to open up a little bit more. Uh, so, but Larson was never going to be the guy there long term. It, it just made sense, just because of the disappointment of this season. Did you say a goalie got killed by fireworks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It happened. Yeah, it happened. Yeah. Good. I, oh, it was awful. one of their pros. It was one of their prospects, like the guy Elvis Merzlikens. He was okay. really good friends with this guy, and they were out one night, and it was just a terrible tragedy that happened over the off season. And he was never the same this year from I, it. I guess so. You just like drove by with that information. Yeah, then they had the uh, the guy died, the fireworks accident. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, that just I'm just was, shocked. Yeah, that was, yeah it was it was crazy. Oh man. Yeah. Well, that's that's gonna be interesting there. And I know we'll probably see more off season headlines. I mean, do you have any Behringer bombs to drop today? I mean, I mean, look, we we saw the coaching changes that happened in Washington. Peter Laviolette's out. Dallas Eakins is out. Uh, teams are, you know, still going through the process of everything. But I, I will say this from all indications, I yet I would not be shocked if Mike Sullivan's gone from Pittsburgh after they go through what they have to go through with uh, the management, even though he's kind of involved in everything right now. I just I just have this feeling that they're they may go in a different direction. I know he's owed a lot of money, but. I think it's time to move on. They were they moved on from a Stanley Cup winning coach, and then they just brought another guy in and they won another Stanley Cup. So, you know, time is always an enemy of a coach, and you're hired to get fired. And I think that might be a move that's going to get made by uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins down the road. But maybe not right away, but I think we could see something similar to what we saw last year, where teams just wait a couple of weeks and then they pull the trigger. Time to fi- finish cleaning houses with yes, got yes. That's insane, man. It's it's insane with the changes and everything that happened like that in the off season. So, yeah, it is crazy. I mean, it's only beginning because you know July first is when free agency starts. We're not even at the draft. You know, only game once tonight. Carolina took game one over the Islanders, two one, as is expected. Low scoring affair in that one. Um, you know, Boston's playing well right now. They're, I believe they're up three, one on, on Florida. So uh, yeah. So Bergeron's not playing in this game. He has the, there's a flu bug going around, but you know, the rest of the team looks good. Poston, David Pasternak again, is just unbelievable. Matthew Kachuk's doing what he's doing for Florida. But again, as I, I was saying in other places, do you trust Alex line to do the job in the playoffs? Yeah. He, he was six, one and one down the stretch. He did get Sheldon Carolina in his last game. He they got in the playoffs all well and good, but you, you're paying a guy ten million dollars to be your number one goaltender, and he's not playing game one. I think if the, if Florida loses game one, I think you see Sarah Gabrowski in game two for Florida. You, you you would think they would plug him in, like yeah, you would have to. You can't go down 0-2 heading back home. No, especially against the Boston team like that. So oh no 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 no. <laughs> I mean Boston's just so dominant, and they can do it. They can do it in so many different ways, and if like everybody's like, oh well, we've seen it before with Columbus beating Tampa. Yeah, but Tampa was cruising through everybody and didn't face adversity. Boston's played with guys without in the lineup. 
since the beginning of the year. They know how to do it. This team is fine. I, I if Boston doesn't make the Stanley Cup final, it's a def, it's a very very disappointing season. Great. All right. Before we let you go, I'll give you a little, little time here. Let's talk about your team, the Devils. All right. Let's We're do it. Rangers here, the two versus the three. Look, I want to know your thoughts here. What do you think as a fan of the Devils? What are you looking most forward to in this series here? And do you think you guys win it? I mean, I think the Devils have a chance to win it. I mean, look, they're the Rebels with a cause. I mean, nobody expected them to be here. Nobody expected them to play, be this high in the division. You know, home ice. They're playing against a good Rangers team. Rangers team's been there. They have expectations. The pressure's on the Rangers. They have the playoff experience. But the Devils brought in guys for playoffs. They brought in Andre Palop for this time of year. You're paying him $5 million. I expect him to have a big series. I expect Vitek Vanacek to play really well. Uh, I expect Jack Hughes to do what he's been doing all year. Uh, I, you know, I'm going to be interested to see if Luke Hughes gets into the lineup because he looked good in the last couple of games. They were not committal about it, so I want to see what they do come game time tomorrow if they're in the optional morning skate, see what kind of lines they're running. You know, Rangers, their power play is really good. Let's see if the Devils' penalty kill can set, you know, take away that cross-eyes pass. And, you know, Shesterkin's the better goaltender in the series, but we've seen Vitek Vanacek make the save. These two teams don't like each other. They've played really close regular season series. I expect it to go long. I expect to have heart attacks and age about 10 years, as I always do when these two teams play. Um, but it should be a fun one. It's good to see the Devils back in the playoffs, and they should be mainstay for in the playoffs for a while. Yeah. and Did, I, you, did you expect that they would get to the postseason this year, especially after the, the year, the last couple of years? Did you expect this quick of a turnaround? I didn't expect this quick. I thought maybe they contend like Buffalo was for the like for a wild card, but just miss out. Like, that's what I kind of expected. Or if they did get in, it would be a wild card. I didn't expect this much uh, from them. They're definitely a year ahead of schedule, but they're going to be there for a while now because the pieces are in place with the Timo Myers and the Jesper Bratz and the Jack Hughes and the Nico Heashers and the list goes on of guys that are there. And this team's going to be competitive, as we saw from 95, that stretch from 95 through to 2010. This, the Devils are... They're, they're making a name for them. I, you know, if they can get past the Rangers, I think they can make a run. It's very possible in that because they competed all year long. I mean, Carolina, like you said a couple of shows ago, they haven't played that well down the stretch. No. So it's very winnable if Carolina does pull through from the Islanders there. Yeah, I mean, it's very winnable series. What I, you know, obviously – we, we talk, you know, it's the metro area. Everybody's gonna be talking about it. You got three metro teams in there. First time since 07. All the hockey teams are there. First since time since '94. Since all the the winter sport teams are here. But obviously, you know, the hockey world is gonna be focused in on Tampa and Toronto. And can Toronto win a playoff round? They haven't won since 2004. First round series. Look, Ooh. Toronto needs to just play their game. Let Matthews, Marner, uh, William Nylander, guys play with speed. Let Ryan O'Reilly, the rest of the fourth line, third line, bang away. Tampa's played a lot of hockey. Let's see if those legs are going to hold up. We know Andre Vasilevsky can steal games. Toronto's power play is really good. Take advantage of a weak penalty kill for Tampa. Tampa's defense is not as good as it was. 
There's no Ryan McDonough, no Eric Chernak. They're missing a lot of guys that were there. A lot of key pieces from those previous cup runs. And as we've seen during this year, yes, I know it's all about the playoffs for them. There are times where they just didn't look good and bad. They gave up a lot of goals. So Toronto, if this is the year, I mean, we thought it was the year when they were up 3-1 against Montreal and they blew it. But Tampa's the most vulnerable it's been during their their this stretch in the, in a really long time. It's it's like one of those things though. It's like a team that's been there, done that for the last few years. You know, it's hard to pick against them, right? You no, know they are the lower seed essentially. Right. To me, I don't. I mean, like Toronto should be the the betting line favorite. They should be. They're the better team, but everybody's saying it's Tampa because until they lose and they have come out of the Eastern conference the last three years. So until somebody knocks them off in the East, how can you bet against Tampa? But if Toronto can get past Tampa yeah, Yeah. They'll probably see their Bruins, the rivals. They'll have more confidence than they've had in years past. And they could potentially do something that they haven't done in a long time. And that's when a Stanley cup, but they still have to get past the first round because we saw it. Vancouver slayed Demons in 2011 and went to the Stanley Cup final. Maybe it happens for Toronto. You never know. <laughs> That'd be insane. That'd be such an insane upset right there. But time time will tell. Time will tell. We still got a lot of time left. A lot of hockey. I mean, puck drop on game one for a lot of game ones tomorrow. Look, it's the playoffs. is the best time of year. Everybody loves playoff overtime. Stanley Cup playoffs is where it's at. And, you know, you know I'll be covering it all. <laughs> Left yeah, and right. Guys, Left, right, and center. I'm telling you guys, go follow him at Jim Beringer. Go uh, check out the website, Full Press Hockey. You'll see all, all his content there, all his content on uh, Twitter. He, he updates. It updates with great stats, great news as well, uh, and kind of a recaps as well. So make sure you guys go check him out on Twitter, at Jim Beringer. Jim, we appreciate you hanging in there, talking a little hockey with us, teaching us, learning time with Jim. It's always a great time. Uh, hopefully Nick will be back next week and uh, we can uh, educate him a little bit. So yeah, we, we need to educate him a little bit. There's a we lot do. with him. There's so. a lot. <laughs> Absolutely. There's a, there's a lot, but no fellas, always a pleasure here on a Monday night. Close it out a busy day talking hockey with you guys. Enjoy the Stanley cup playoffs. Pleasure meeting all of you again and enjoy the rest of your night. We'll catch See you later, Jim. Jim. Thanks Jim. Peace. Jim Berenger, everybody. Such he, a threw the, he threw up the deuces. He threw up the deuces. One of my favorite people to talk with. So, wow. I'm right, I'm right here, Tanner. Right here. Oh, hey, hey, Mr. Person. <laughs> hey, how you doing? <laughs> oh, man. Guys, like, there's a lot going on here. Real quick here, before I get to Jonathan, I do want to get your thoughts here on the extension of Jalen Hurts, right? I'm going to talk a little football with you guys. Extension <gasps> of Jalen Hurts. Oh, finally, it's time, Alan. It's just, time. Just, just <laughs> so what is your thoughts here on this extension i mean he what it turned out to be like the highest paid at five year 255 million like is like they said like the highest paid player ever uh, in the nfl like it's just what, what do you guys take for this impact for the eagles for jalen hurts himself you go first alan i'll go after you, you go first. i, you I think it's well deserved i think it's well deserved i mean you've seen his progression over the course of the three years he's been there in Philly, you know, from going from backup to starter, 
to, to getting them to the postseason his second year, to getting to the Super Bowl year three, uh, coming very, very close to knocking off Kansas City, but, you know, didn't work out in the end. Uh, we, you know, we won't talk about that. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, definitely, definitely well-deserved. You've seen him not only grow as a player, but mature as a human being. And I think that's the kind of guy that you need leading your franchise. And I think Philly got out ahead of this, you know, real quick because, you know, they knew they, they can, you can basically see it from, you know, just game film, even by watching him on the sidelines, you can see his natural leadership for him. You know, when, when some guys go out of line, even when his own coach goes out of line, sometimes yeah. he'll, he'll kind of interject himself oh, and be like, hey, a little bit. hey, calm down, calm down. man. it's not, it's not that big a deal. Uh, but uh and, and that's kind of what Jalen's been his entire career. You know, even at Alabama, you know, even when he got benched, you know, transferred to Oklahoma, he was still the same, still the same person. And it, it's translated well into the NFL and he's, he's well-deserved. Now, this hurts some other guys, i.e. Lamar Jackson, but I mean, still, I think it, it's not quite the guarantee that Deshaun Watson got, but I still think, you know, he, he, he got the money he, he deserves because, again, got to the Super Bowl in year three. He's only going to get better. The Eagles are going to be a contender for the next few years, especially with them under center. I like it. What's the first down? I concur with my good friend, Alan, uh, as much as it pains me to do so. Uh, the uh, Jalen Hurts is always been one of those guys that I watched in college going, boy, oh boy. You know, they got a special talent on their hands once he hits the league. And then he hit the league and it was kind of meh for a couple of years. Then it got, you know, they started getting saucy there at the end. Um, I don't know about all the guaranteed money and everything like that, but when you look around the QB market, who else is out there? Like this is this is your guy. You got to support him. He's the leader. Philly did the right thing. Got out ahead of it and everything else. Um, boy, I just I don't know. Maybe I'm too close. Recent recency biased. I'm, I'm too close to that. That Super Bowl, it seemed like they they had Kansas City on the ropes, and then he fumbled it, and everything just dominated. It's like you were saying earlier about momentum. Like, mm-hmm. momentum swung as soon as that ball was uh, – because if you looked at Kansas City on the sideline, they looked confused, they looked frustrated, and then the fumble happened, and it just flipped everything on its head. Yep. Um, but, yeah, no, it, it's good for Philly to do it. Uh, I just I, – I think Nick Sirianni has the most punchable face in the world. I want to punch it, <laughs> punch it with my hand. When he did that little nod at the camera, I was like, "Oh my goodness!" Hey, that's that's what happens, though, right? That's what gets at you. Yeah, I know, I know. But Al- Alan's right; they they were wise to do this. Um, I'd be curious to see if he didn't have all these weapons, um, uh, where they would be. Uh, I I. You know, it's always these things like, is it really him or is it the weapons around him? It's the discussion that in the NFL that is as old as time. Who is the legit guy and who is it? You know, it was his team that did it. It's his team that didn't do it. He changed it. He changed it. Blah, 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 blah. But uh, as far as Jalen Hurts is concerned, it is the right move to make. They Mm -hmm. did the right thing. And he's going to make a lot of money off of it. And how do how many owners do you think, even like secretly between themselves, like curse the Browns for making that deal with Deshaun Watson? Oh, every oh, day, every oh. day, every single one. You know, it. you know it's every day that Jerry, Jerry Jones wakes up and he calls Allen and he's like, Allen, I 
You why, yeah, why, why did this happen? Alan, why? Alan's uh, like, go to bed, well, sir. And just hangs he, up. Gary Jones is calling in because he doesn't remember that he called him yesterday. <laughs> yeah, yeah he, he, he's, he's getting up there in the age, man. That's uh, why he's, I, I think it's all right. I think it's the right move. Um, I think you got to lock up a guy like that who's taking you to a playoff, and then mm-hmm. you added an additional weapon, took you to a Super Bowl. And if you look at the NFC, I mean, if you look on the sorts of films with JG, JG tells you all day, NFC ain't worth anything. And nope. so, like, you you got a chance to compete for possibly the next at least five years into a at least a deep playoff run to a Super Bowl run each year. Yeah, Why not? go lock in your guy. We see we see what a quarterback difference is. We saw San Francisco lose Purdy in that championship game, and it completely turned everything sideways for 49. Right. I think it'd be a much closer game if Purdy was in. So, look, it, it's it's the right move in the end. Lock up your guy while you can. Don't you know? Don't risk it for another year and not possibly having to play more, even more, and lose him. I shudder. I'd I'd be shuddering if I was a 49ers fan right now. I, I'd be shuddering. Because you yeah. don't know that Brock Purdy, I think, said today that he doesn't know if he'll be able to play this year. That's like, what. I, that's, yeah, I was trying to tell. Uh, Goodness gracious! Uh, yeah. yeah, on Ash's oh, show, that's what it was. So, mm. all right, guys, that was fun. All right, let's let's transition. Baseball. Let's talk a little baseball, baby. Baseball, guys. I know there's a bunch of playoff stuff going on. There's a ball to stick. Week. There ball is this stick. thing called baseball still going on. Still fast pace now. America's pastime. What? Right. All right. Let's bring him in. Let's bring the guy that'll talk. Tell us everything we need to know. Jonathan Gershman. Jonathan, what's up, dude? How's it going, fellas? Tell me everything. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, how was uh, how how was this weekend? Weekend was good. We we got a championship done this weekend. Uh, go undefeated, six and zero on the weekend, and be able to finish it off. We actually in a dramatic fashion championship with a three run walk off home run to 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 clinch the championship game. So it was a lot of fun this weekend. We got that done. Nice. That was my fourteen U team. My ten U team. They finished in third in pl- third place in the weekend. So a lot of lot of good success happened uh, with with Alpha Girls this weekend. That's mm-hmm. awesome. That's great to hear. That's what we like to nice. hear. Nice. Three run Diener walk off. That's what I'm talking about. Oh yeah. Always Good. The best. Always the best. <laughs> and it was a shot too. It was a shot like, too. <laughs> I mean, I, I, to give y'all perspective. I mean, fence is usually in softball. They're about 200 to 205 feet. This ball probably traveled about 245 feet. <laughs> like smoked. <laughs> See you later, ball. Had that satisfying crack sound when it got hit, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful. Oh. It's what you live for. It's what you live for. It's, yeah. it's one of those. It's one of those where you know the minute it hits, you're like, oh yeah. Don't flip the bat. Don't flip the bat. Don't flip the bat. She, she connected. She connected. I just said bye, ball. Ball game. <laughs> Called game. Started walking to first base, getting ready for the handshake. That's right, baby. Ah, hey, that's good news. That's what I like to hear is good news after a weekend. So definitely. Let's let's talk some MLB. Let's talk let's get some updated things going into play. Some some things happened during the week. Some teams got better, some teams got worse, some teams got closer to the better team. So let's just start in the AL East real quick here. Tampa Bay ended up finally getting some losses now, finally. Three losses. Uh, you know, just still ahead, still in first here by three games, but yeah, Yankees in Toronto. Sitting on their heels, of course, Baltimore's there, and the Red Sox are 
doing a little better uh, than when we talked last. They, they got some wins in the play. So, Jonathan, I kind of want to know, man, like you feel like this this whole AL East division is kind of wide open, kind of a blown open now with uh, Tampa Bay finally getting some losses under the belt? Yeah, we, we always kind of thought this division was going to be pretty competitive. And, again, I don't know – I don't know how long you're going to see, see Boston kind of hanging in there and be as competitive with the rest of the division just because I think the, the roster holes they have, and we've said this before about them, it, it's going to show up. You know, small sample size, you're getting you're getting good results with them. I just think at some point it's going to catch up to them to where they, they start falling backwards a little bit. We saw that at times that they, they don't have the offense to compete with – the Yankees or Blue Jays or Rays. So at some point they're going to fall down a little bit more as the season continues. But we always kind of knew the AL East was going to be one of the one of, if not the most competitive division, just because of how talented, you know, Yankees are who they are. The Rays have shown that they're going to be a really good team. Blue Jays have had the hype. We've we've mentioned that at times. Baltimore is the 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 you know, hey, they were the hot team the last year. The you know, uh, and they're going to try to see if they can continue it this year. So, a lot of good storylines to say that this is a competitive division. You know, will you get you know your division champion plus all three division uh, uh, wild card spots out of it? That's a very likely opportunity for the AL East to do so, uh, just because of how good their teams are going to be. It's just a matter of like where where do you see those teams kind of finishing how they're going to be stacked and they, they all they all match up well against each other that's the interesting they part do. is they match up well with each other you have some you know rays pitching you know combating with the yankees offense uh blue jays offense you know compared to the yankees pitching at times i mean they're they're really good matchups that you have on all four teams with the yankees rays blue jays and orioles so it, it's going to make it a fun fun division to watch throughout the season Boston still being in there, I just I just don't have a lot of confidence that they're going to stay in the conversation through the summer and into the fall in the second half. Good. I'm, 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 pretty, I'm pretty sure if Scott was here, he'd probably say, don't give me hope. Uh, <laughs> yeah, don't do that, man. Don't, don't, don't give me do hope, it, man. Especially, especially with Boston. I mean, yeah, they've, they've been playing a little bit better here this week. I, I agree with you, Jonathan. I don't think they're going to be really in it. Here come the next couple months. I think the rest of these four teams are going to start kind of separating themselves away from Boston. You know, it's still going to be an entertaining division to watch. I mean, the AL East is the AL East. And, you know, I, I've enjoyed watching the Orioles, especially with you know Edley Rutschman coming up. You know, Mountcastle had nine RBIs in the game last week. It was phenomenal for him. Uh, you know, Tampa Bay. Um, you know, sucks that you know that their their streak ended, but they're still going to be a tough team to deal with. You know, and then then Tampa and New York as well, so it'll be it'll be a fun division to kind of watch as the season goes along. I still think it's stupid that Tampa Bay has a seventy-two run differential already through where are we not even twenty games in, we're seventeen games in, and yeah, they have a seventy-two run differential. <laughs> like that's such a hot start uh, in, in the play. Like that's just something that could carry you on. Like you can you can survive these few losses here and there, maybe a lost series. But like, if you're having 114 runs to 42 runs allowed, like I think I think you're going to be okay. On you know, you're going to get beat up in the division, but maybe outside of the division, you can you can hold your own a little bit and you know sacrifice a little bit what's in the division. And then that's the key about it because if you go look at the, the the teams in the division, we know how good they are. But if you go to the rest of the American League, let's just talk about the American League only at the moment. Yeah. You do have the Guardians and Twins; they're going to be really good, both of them. But then you have Woo. the rest of the AL Central that is just there. 
not you know they're not they're not going to be in the competition side of competing for a playoff spot. If you go to the AL West, you have the Astros that are kind of up and down right now. We we know they're still a good team. They're yeah. just trying to figure it out. So you can't really discount what the Astros are. You have the Angels. They 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 have the potential to be good, but they're just again they're they're a 500 team. You don't really know if they're going to be the high or they're going to be the low. Rangers are kind of the same way. They have their highs, they have their lows. You just don't know if, at what point are they going to be that good team. They're going to continuously be the good team, or they're going to fall down the, the ladder shoot as well. Uh, you know, so I mean, the, the American there's a lot of question marks as far as outside of the AL East, how competitive the rest of the the, the league is going to be. So the Rays again. It benefits the Rays at times where you don't play your division as much. You can go beat up on the rest of the American League outside of the you know the extent the Guardians and Twins. You can take series from both of those teams, Astros, Angels, Rangers. You can take series away from those teams as well. So it, it's it's a matter of you know how do you handle the 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 lesser in game divisions that you have, and then can you go beat up on the rest of the American League? And really secure yourself as the top team. That's what the that's what those three or four teams in the AL uh, AL East. And I'll I'll put it this way: I'll say more so of the of the top three of the Yankees, Rays, and Blue Jays. I I I want to make sure I see more of Baltimore being that good team before I put them in the conversation fully. But the top three teams, they're gonna they're going to beat up the rest of the the, the league. It's just a matter of how many off how often can you compete with the other top teams that you're competing with for those playoff spots. It's, it's kind of interesting too, because those three teams you named, right? Toronto, Yankees, Tampa Bay, you know, they don't usually have to come from behind as much. It seems like the Baltimore is always having like either a walk-off win or they're coming back in the seventh, eighth or ninth. They're always seem to be behind early. Uh, and that I, I think I agree with you there. Cause I do want to see more from Baltimore. I want them to see them get to a hotter start off the bat. Cause you can't, you're not going to always come back in the last three innings in ball games. It's going to be, it's really hard in the MLB. The fact that you're doing it so early is great, but you can't sustain that. That's not a sustainable winning uh, strategy right there. So I, I want to see more of them getting off to a, a harder start uh, in more games if they, you know, for, for, for the win. So, mm-hmm. you know, so, all right, let's, I'm going to skip the AL central. I'm not really interested in it. Oh, I, I think we know the two teams there. That are- like, we don't want to talk about the sweep in Kansas city. Yeah, I mean that's great. I guess. <laughs> or, or or the one or the one that's going to happen. I, already, I thought we had you guys this time. <laughs> look, man. Look, I, I just think Minnesota, Cleveland are going to be definitely your top two teams. I think Minnesota yeah. looks the best of them all, though, right now, of that of that division. Uh, just and they just signed an extension for Pablo. They they acquired uh, from the Marlins um, during the offseason. You know, saw four starts in. And and they're like, hey, you know what? We'll we'll go and we'll go and keep you. We'll keep you for a little bit. Signed into a, I think it was a four year deal. I think it was so. Uh, great, great deal there for Minnesota. Uh, but I want to go to the. I think that's where I'm interested in that. My Texas. guardians need to find uh, some uh, sustainability. There, I said it, Tanner. Well, right. here's the thing, Mr. Just, First Down. Right, brush it. Just brush it off. No, no. Here's the thing. All right, all right fine. We'll stay in the central for a minute. The guardians. <laughs> Here's what the Guardians do. The Guardians are the Cardinals of the, of the AL. Okay, what they do is they're going to probably get down to third place for some weird reason, just because they want to. And then the last month and a half of the freaking season, they're going to go ahead and go on this run again. Yeah. And Minnesota is going to do what they do every August and September, and that's going to tank. 
And then you're going to see the Guardians take that spot for the AL Central once again. It, it's, it's just what it's just what the Guardians do. They are the Cardinals of the AL. No lies detected. But, no, I, I agree with you on that too, uh, yeah, about it because who's the manager of, of the Guardians? You have a World Series champion, uh, and you know one of the better managers in, in baseball. And under, I still feel like I still like Francona is underrated. He is as good of a manager he, he is. He's he underrated. That's that's so shocking and so surprising because everywhere he, I mean, he's won. He's won in Boston. He's won. He's been winning in, in Cleveland when he's not supposed to win in Cleveland. No, like the, right. he's not supposed to do this, and he's turned that team to be a contender. You know, where they're competing, you're competing for you know in the championship series in the American League. You're competing against the, those top the Yankees and Astros. You're competing with them, and it's Frank Kona is doing it. So that's the reason why. Like you're you're 100 right. Where they'll they'll coast. And they turn it on because of who the manager is and what he can do to get them going. It's just it's it's remarkable to see just what what Terry uh, Terry Francona just does each and every year uh, for that team. It's just it's awesome to watch. What was it two years ago? They were doing a fire sale essentially, and oh, he yeah. still took them to the freaking playoffs. So yeah, it's I mean well, you can't you can't leave a good manager like that. Like this is a good manager who is gonna. It's going to leave them competitive at the end. It doesn't matter what really happens May, June, July, or I guess early July when all-star break happens. But after that, it's like something clicks and next thing you know, they're going on streaks and now, now they're competing with Minnesota for first going to September and, and well, there you go. Guardians back in the playoffs. Here we go. Once well, I'm, again. Sorry. I'm sorry you had to talk about my team, Tanner. Go All ahead right. and move on. Look, just because I, I, I do want to say here, Mr. First one, <laughs> I did pick Cleveland to be in the World Series. So. That a boy, Al. Hey, hey, boy, Al. Atlanta, so. yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Wow. All right. Alan. My boy. That's my right. boy. So let's go to AL West now. So we have Texas, LA, Seattle, Houston, Oakland. Oakland, obviously, got possums running in the in the freaking visitors <laughs> announcement booths and all that stuff. Yeah. It's so bad. It just just can it already. I just delete the team right they, now. They me. are they're trying so hard to convince oh. Major League Baseball to just let them leave Oakland now so they can go to Vegas. They are trying so hard to do it. They're like, oh what else can, or, we, go? Or, what else can or we do? Or here or here, remember in Nashville. Oh yeah. Well, yes, that you're, you'd have to. Wouldn't you have to move your? Uh, was it double A, triple A team? Yeah, the sounds. Everybody really loves the sounds. But come on, if baseball teams coming to your Look, state. You're, you'll gladly do it. Ned Yost Jr. My brother tells me all the time because he talks to Ned Yost Jr. There, and uh, he he says Ned Yost Jr. loves Nashville. He mm-hmm. does not want to leave it for any kind of big league park. He mm-hmm. loves that place. So I think you'd be breaking a guy's heart if you were to. Bring an MLB team in to replace that team. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but baseball yeah, fam, right. come on fam, baseball. I know. I know. <laughs> it's good. All right, so obviously Houston, we all know what Houston is. We all think Houston's going to be a little bit more consistent as the season goes. What I'm surprised at is Seattle. Seattle has not looked good at all this season. They're eight and eight. Uh, there's there's a lot of opportunity still for them here, and we, we didn't think they looked that good when we did our you know, our, our show at Jonathan uh, on our prediction stuff. But, I mean, do you see Seattle at all competing now that we've seen them for a few weeks? Yeah, I mean, I I, I still think they're going to be a competitive a, com- a competitive team, a contender for the division, contender for a wild card spot. Just because, again, they made moves. They have they did lose a good bit of players in the offseason, and they tried to add some different players to kind of – 
balance out, be a little bit more balanced because they were a good hitting team that did strike out a lot last year. And they're trying to at least uh, almost, it also like there's some teams that are trying to cut back on the strikeouts. They feel like they feel like the game has gotten, a, is, has been long gone with the strikeouts being what, what it is. So I feel like they made some moves to at least cut that bet back. And in essence, it has hurt their offense at times. The pitching hasn't been as, good as they were hoping it you do have Luis Castillo who still looks really good but the the, the supporting cast hasn't done their part they're in eight and eight right now the only fortunate side if you're the Mariners is that the Astros they're looking just as bad being seven and nine so you, you know and, that, and, and I know Rangers are up there right now they're you know being with a 10 and six record this early in the season, but everybody is still shooting to com- compete with the Astros. They know they're going to get it. They're, they're going to get healthy. You're going to get, you're going to get Altuve back. So once he comes back, you know, they're going to get some things going a little bit better. So the, the Mariners go to is that, Hey, we're yes, it's early. We haven't looked good, but we're still ahead of the Astros. The Astros are still with us in the pack. So it, it, it kind of opens, it keeps the door open for Seattle. It keeps them going to say like, we're going to, we're still, we're in this division. We're going to be, in the conversation throughout the summer because we made moves last year that builds us to be that. And they can, they, and the best part for Seattle is they still have ability to make moves later on in the, uh, in the summer if they need to. So they have the ability to, to they have the, tr- the, the trade opportunities if they necessarily need to be, get something going, they can still do that a little bit more. So the, I, I, has it been rough in Seattle? Yeah, it's been rough for the first 16 games, but because the division is still so tight right now, and again, this early in the year, I, I wouldn't count Seattle out to say that they're just not going to be the contender. They made the moves that, that said that they're buying in to win in 2023. Mm-hmm. Let's see a little bit more by the summer if they if they make another move to do so or if the team kind of gets it figured out and gels a little bit more and kind of keeps themselves in that pace with everybody else. Yep. I agree there. Uh, we got some breaking news, guys. I don't know if you oh, saw what? yet. What? You can't go dropping it from TGI Sports. Sorry, Alan Degrom with yet another new injury. De- Jason or Jacob Degrom exited with a sore right wrist after pitching four innings. Wow! 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 Let's just say this turns into something maybe a little big. Just keeps him out for let's say I don't know three or four weeks. So that would be what two, three starts. Did you see that? Tanner got his. Tanner got his. I'm just saying, hands up. I'm just saying. I mean, the Royals still got 4-0 spotted, so I mean, the Rangers still won. The, the matter, I was gonna say, it, if, it, if you're gonna pull him from any game from Sornos, you pull him out again. Well, you, yeah, City. you pull him from the Royals or Oakland, right? So, but like, do but like, let's just say this is maybe something. You know, we've seen Degrom have injury injury issues in, in New York. Do you, it's this if this is something that holds him out for maybe three, two, three, four starts. Is it an impact on the Rangers keeping that first base, first place spot? Well, I think it's also you, you look at their schedule ahead. They got a pretty, pretty decent schedule. You got Kansas City coming up, obviously. Uh, oh, they're playing right. You got your first, your first, get, first uh, series against Oakland, which that should be a cakewalk. I mean, they could be fine if if it's a short term, if he's out short term. So I'm not really too worried just yet. I mean, we've gotten a lot of we've had, we've had Corey Seager out for you know a few days now, and the offense still kind of up and down, still hasn't quite messed the beat yet. So, I'm I'm not wait I'm not too nervous about it. But I mean, Keith, I've seen this movie <laughs> over and over. Keith is out for blood, man. Yeah. Keith wants it. Hey, I'm smoke been on me since the since the day they made this trade. It's like this it was the worst trade. It was the worst signing ever, and. 
you know, what are the Rangers doing? They're not going to be any good. And it's like, throwing this in the right hand, you're playing Kansas City. Of course you're going to take him out. Uh, I don't know. Jonathan, what are you thinking? I, I would be concerned. I would be if he has to miss some time because again we've seen and you know Keith is right, but we've seen this movie where it happens when the ground goes down and then the pitching staff in New York you know couldn't really carry going forward. I, I kind of feel the same way about the Rangers staff is that, you know they they've improved it. Rangers did improve their pitching staff from last year. They had no choice to. Yeah. There is an improvement in what they have compared to last season. But it's still not a, you know, it's not a great depth rotation that you're sitting here banking on. If you compare the Astros pitching to the Rangers pitching and say, hey, I'm going to take the Rangers minus the ground. I'm going to take the Rangers over the Astros. They're improved. And like I said, you know, like Alan said, that the schedule is going to be in your favor a little bit here in the next uh, couple of weeks. So that may help to where you don't you, you can still win some games and kind of keep your momentum going until the ground gets back. But again, and everybody knew, everybody in Arlington knew what DeGrom's history is. Everybody knew that he has the injury bug that just bites him every three weeks. You know, and it's just something that he's going to have to deal with for the rest of his career. We saw this for the last three, four years in New York. It's just something that, again, what I feel the Rangers are in a good position is that they do have young studs in the minors that are just waiting for the opportunity to get called up in Jack Leiter and Kumar Rocker at some point, either this year or next year. I've said with Alan uh, on Tuesdays uh, on the, on the baseball show, it's just a matter of when do they, when do they want to bring them up to see what, what they look like in the big leagues, Jack Leiter more likely being the first one to get called, you know, if by June, if DeGrom is still out, we may see Jack Leiter get an opportunity to kind of just see what you could do at the big league level. But you have some good pitchers. You have good pitchers. I just don't think good is going to be enough to win this division, knowing, again, the Astros are going to get it figured out. The Mariners have Luis Castillo and, and some de- and good pitching themselves that they just haven't figured it out either. So they, 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 have, to, they have to be some concerns in Arlington if DeGrom has to miss some time. On, if it's just a soreness, they took him out, and he'll be back at his next start, and, and everything kind of goes like clockwork from there then I think everybody takes a big sigh of relief. But if he has to miss, let's just say, three starts, there might be a little bit of concern, at least right now this season, for uh, for him and, and for the Rangers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And really, I think that's just what it is. I think it's just a little bit of soreness. And, again, n- no offense, Tanner, but going against Kansas City, it's not really a team you want to you know, <laughs> you know, put, put him, keep him out there for, you know, pressure, and uh, pressure him to continue throwing, even though, you know, he did have a – you know, a perfect game going into the fifth inning, but I mean, Don't worry, you, you want to make sure that he's he's still he's still viable for the future. You know, and and if it is, you know, two or three games, you know, two or three starts here and there, yeah, it'll be it's it, it's still concerning, but it'll all depend on the schedule as well. If you're having to face like if you're having to go up against you know Tampa Bay, New York, and and all these teams, you know, while you know Degrom's still out, then yeah, I would I would be concerned. But if he's able to come back when you're going against, you know, those top level teams, it makes you feel it a little bit better. So I'm not I'm not too worried about it yet. I know he's still got the injury bug and, you know, things can happen. Yeah. But uh, if it's just soreness and, it, you know, he comes back, I'll be I'll be OK. Yeah. Alan, you're popular enough to have a troll. Come on. That's got to mean something, right? That's got to mean something. <laughs> got a troll. I'd kill to have a troll. <laughs> By the way, can we all can we all just appreciate Jonathan's well manicured beard? 
I'm so jealous. <laughs> I'm, I'm over here like Grizzly Adams, like, uh, and he's he's over there all clean cut, spitting mad knowledge about baseball. This has actually been this is this hasn't been clean in a, in about a week actually. So I mean, I, I guess I've been blessed with good facial hair for to where it kind of looks good even after not being touched for a week. Right. Well, I t- touch you, know, you touch it. Keith. What? <laughs> <laughs> the thing about Keith is, you know, he he's just so upset that the that the Yankees oh. are starting to become the Cowboys of baseball. So, oh, get it, get to the playoffs with high expectations. Can't get it done in the playoffs. Well, what do you mean? What do you mean? Start the Yankee Yankees have been that for they've been that uh, the the Cowboys of baseball for damn near thirty years too. I just, I just want the Guardians to beat them in the playoffs. That's all I want. <laughs> That's all I've ever wanted. Please, God. Oh, look, you hurt Keith's feelings, Alan. Bad form. Bad I'm, right form. I'm right there. I'm I'm I want my Braves to be able to face the Yankees in the World Series one time because I want revenge for 1996. Hey, hey. it's still out there. Look at the chip on the shoulder. Still there. He's still looking still for there. blood. I love it. I love it, Alan. I know you got to go here. It's 9:30. Appreciate you coming on. Talking with us, buddy. So, we'll uh, we'll give you a later, man, for sure. Yeah, thank you, thank you so much for having me on. And as Jonathan mentioned, we do our baseball show uh, every Tuesday afternoon, yep. uh, uh, four p.m. Eastern, three p.m. Central time. Uh, oddly enough, it's just going to be us two tomorrow, but you know we'll still oh. make it work. Uh, but uh, it, it's always a fun time, and of course, I got you know other shows as well. Kind of a breaking news thing dan just mentioned this before i came on uh, we're doing of course as many people know i do the nfl draft preview show here on let's talk sports and uh we got two teams left to cover tampa bay and dallas uh tampa bay we're doing wednesday and oddly enough dan just told me who my guest is going to be for that show and that's going to be lonnie martz lonnie look hello martz we're going to have lonnie martz coming on tomorrow afternoon or wednesday afternoon to talk some uh, Tampa, to, to talk some Tampa Bay Buccaneers, so it'll be it'll be a fun time, and then we're gonna do the Cowboys the night before the draft. So, nice. did, did you cover a, another team, perhaps that wears blue? That's got two kinds of blue on. I, I did. I must have missed my invite. It got lost in the mail or something. Yeah. I mean, um, Why is this always happening? You can't you can't talk Titans without Mister First Down. I, I better not. Hard way. And if you find somebody else. Please don't let him be better than me. <laughs> I, I, had, I had Robert on a show yesterday. He started talking about the Titans. I, I got worried you were going to pop in the chat and be like, you're talking about the Titans. If I come into a chat, I better have like Stone Cold Steve Austin's music, like that glass shattering. <laughs> like... All right. But yeah, thank you for having me on. I'll, I'm going to I'm gonna head out for the night. But, um, All right, Alan. And Jonathan, I'll see you tomorrow. So, yeah. Guys, thank you so much for having me Appreciate on. you, man. See y'all. See ya. All right. Jonathan, let's uh, end – National League it now. Uh, we won't. We're not going to start at the top here, right? I, I want to save the good for last here. Uh, oh. But let's let's go to the bottom here. We're going to NL West. A uh, little recap here. We got Arizona still first place here, going into another week. Uh, Dodgers, San Diego, San Diego losing the the series this weekend to the Brewers. Uh, you know, I, I really thought the they, the Padres would have at least maybe split with them because I think it was a four, it was a four game series. So I thought it would be a split, but they only had the one game where their offense really turned out and their actually their pitching really looked, looked really good too. Uh what do you think of this Padres team? Do you think they that these guys obviously it's still young in the season, right? So they're gonna contend. But do you think they can find some consistency a little earlier than maybe May? Uh you know, here in the next couple of weeks? 
to see what happens? I mean, yeah, I think they are. I think they're gonna they're gonna get it figured out a little bit more. And I think after after a long road trip and going to Atlanta, uh, and then going to New York, following that, it was kind of you know that that's tough, especially it's a cross country trip and you're going against two teams that are you're going to be contending with for for national league dominance. Uh, that, that's going to be a tough road trip to be able to finalize that, and then you have to go and then we're working. You're you're preparing. And they're playing Atlanta again right now in San Diego, so it, they're. That, that's a, that was a tough stretch for Sandy. I'm, I'm not going to make excuses. I'm not I'm not hyping them up to say this for that, but that is a tough stretch to be able to do cross country on that road trip, and then you have to go and play in a series, and then you have to get yourself ready for Atlanta again here pretty soon. Who is getting Max? Who got Max Freed back tonight? So you, you're you're getting the ace, the Braves, uh, here on Monday uh, Monday in San Diego. Uh, but they're, they're, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see because I think. I think a lot of people are talking highly about what they're going to get from Fernando Tatis coming back here uh, this week. And it's, you know, all I hear, and it's kind of nauseating a little bit hearing Tatismas uh, so much that, you know, he's getting back and everything. And great. I, I, you know, I'm glad he's coming back. But at the same time, we don't know what he's going to look like in the big leagues. Sure, he tore it up in AAA. I hope he tore it up in AAA. I do too, right? I mean that was that's what he's supposed to do, and he caused and and one thing he caused a lot of commotion in AAA too. So I, I feel like that's something that it it's followed him in his career the last couple of years particularly. And then you had the suspension last year that took place and got him out of his uh, out of the season and kind of in parts of this season as well. There's a lot of commotion. Is that what's going to be needed for this team that has a lot of personality with Machado and with with Soto with Bogarts? And you throw in Tatis in this as well. So you're going to get a talented player back who has been a lot of up and down. But you're getting a talented player back. And that's what they're wanting. That's what they're waiting. That's what they're going to see. And again, their pitching is good. They're, they're pitching really well. I think Darvish has been up and down a little bit. But they know he's going to get it. He's going to look good here as well. You know, you know, Blake Snell has looked really well at times. Their pitching is there. I, I think it's just it's a surprise that we've seen with the Diamondbacks. I think that's just the big surprise right now. It's just that they are playing really well. I, it's nothing about the Padres that are not. They're just they're kind of doing what a lot of the good teams are doing right now. There's a lot of just teams that are just at 500, kind of getting things figured out and floating through the uh, early parts of the uh, season, the first month, which is usually what a lot of teams do right now. And then they turn it on in May and June, and then they figure it out through the summer from there. So I think that's what they're kind of seeing for the Padres is that they're going to just kind of play around right now and kind of get themselves going, and then they're going to turn it on uh, here in May and June and go into the summer by the second half. You will see that team be a lot better than than what they've been doing so far the first few weeks of the season. Yeah, I'm right there with you too. I I, I think I think there is you, – you saw some some promise in this Milwaukee series of the offense starting to maybe come alive, but then they, it just fizzled out. And I think there's some there's some promise there. You, Darius, looked good. Of course, and I, I think there's there's some things still still maybe not linking up yet for this Padres team. But like you said, come May, June, towards the summer months, this, this team might be on you know on a on a f- stupid win streak, just the way that you know they've they'll start coming around. So I'm not too worried about them uh, competing in the NL West there. And like I said, I mean, that's a tough stretch. You, you, you know, Brewers are playing well right now. It's not, yeah. not you know, taking anything away from them. So you had to go, you had to go to Atlanta, you had to go to uh, to New York, and then you go and play the Brewers uh, following uh, following that. That's a tough stretch. That's a very tough stretch that you. And then you again, you're turning around, and you're playing Atlanta again right now. So I mean, you, you're playing, you know, the 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 top of National League East team that won the last year. You had the one of the wild card teams last year, 
and you had a Brewers team that's that's come out with some passion this season. So, I you know not worried about them as far as in the division, and I think it's they, I think they're still going to be they're still the good team. They know we know they're going to be a good team. They just had a rough stretch at the time with the teams that they played against. Yeah, I'm with you. Let's uh, transition to NL Central. All right, so the Brewers, like we just talked about, eleven and five right now, solid first place lead right now, uh, way ahead of well, not way ahead, but pretty soundly in in first place for a bit. The Cubs surpassed Pittsburgh this last week. I'm sure Bodkins is jumping up with joy that he has a little hope. I'm sure it'll all be ruined very soon. But the Cardinals, <laughs> <laughs> Cardinals are last place, man. They're still at the bottom, still even below Cincinnati. Who you know seem to can't keep a lead or anything else on that team, very very poor team. But like, I guess what do you make make of this NL Central uh, now that we're you know 16, 17 games in? Well, to throw it out to me, actually Pittsburgh has a better record than Chicago right now. They're nine and seven. Nine, seven eight, six. Six. But yeah. I think it's what the tiebreaker or whatever it is. I got that. Yeah, but, but both teams are winning right now too. Pirates have got a thirteen to one lead over the Rockies in the seventh. Cubs are winning four to one against Oakland. I mean, the surprise is, and again, even the Cincinnati won tonight. They, you know, they beat they beat Tampa Bay eight to one. The only team that so far hadn't won was the Cardinals. Cardinals lost. That's the thing, that, that that is the shocking thing. I just don't understand what's going on with the Cardinals. We talk about you know, I can sit here and say, hey, I'm not worried about the Padres. They've been playing you know okay ball here and there. They won some. They lost some. They've they at the times they've looked good. St. Louis has not looked good. And I don't understand when you have two MVP candidates, you have, you know, your veteran leaders that are still there minus Yachty who retired last year, minus Pujols who retired last year, but you still have, I mean, he, those, those guys weren't the, the key contributors that you have in Goldschmidt and Arenado. Something just, it, it feels so off with this Cardinals team. I just, I don't get it. And maybe it's Marmol. Maybe, he, maybe at some point we talked about this last week, Maybe they need to make the decision here pretty soon as far as Marmel's future. That's what I'm thinking, right? Because the only team different right now. Yeah, I think at some point, again, how how much longer, how much of a leash do you give him? He already kind of ran out his leash a little bit in St. Louis. They didn't. They got tired of him. They've the front office has been tired of him. Like I said, we said they're waiting for Yachty to say, "I'm ready." You know, and they, and I know they wanted to wait till the end of the season, but if if you're you're got a, you've got two MVPs in Goldschmidt and Arenado. You don't wait to finish the season when you're struggling so bad and let the season slip away and say, yeah, we'll, we'll compete next year with a better manager. I feel like you got to make that decision. It's kind of similar to what Philadelphia did last year with Joe Girardi and making the decision to fire him. And then they figured it out. Oh, hey, we're actually a good team. We have someone who's a little bit different minded. All right, let's go. Let's go win now. Maybe that's kind of what Cardinals need to do. I, I just I think that's the only thing is you can look at Marmol and he's just kind of worn out his welcome a little bit more with the players now. It was the front office for a while. Now I think the players are just kind of getting to the point where they're falling on deaf ears of what he says. Based off again how he handled the Tyler O'Neill against the Braves earlier in the season, that was a big mistake on his part. And I feel like maybe it's kind of gone to that point where it's it's really you know sent vibrations through the clubhouse that the team is just looking at Marmol and saying. You're out the door here pretty soon, whether it's during the season or after the season. I don't really need to play for you now. I'm just going to play for myself. Look, I could see a change come mid-May, early May, if they continue to lose games in you know majority of the week. I think that's where you're going to start seeing possibly a change finally being forced. We saw it last year with a couple 
you know, coaching changes. Uh, you know, unfortunately, it only sparked one team, Philadelphia Phillies, instead of the Los Angeles Angels and Joe Madden. But, you know, it's it's still like sometimes, uh, you know, a simple change like that, it's what's needed for a team. Like we saw with the Phillies last year, it could help the Cardinals uh, come this year if they continue to go on a losing streak. Yeah, I, it, I think it definitely can. I think, and I, I just think maybe that's what they need. They just need a new voice now because, again, Marmola Mar- shot himself in the foot one too many times you know, with the front office and now doing it this year with the players. I think it's inevitable at this point. It's just a matter of when do they want to do it. And I, I agree. I think mid-May is probably the latest that they made that decision. I, and if they continue down this trend, that's the latest. I could see it beginning the beginning of May. That they, if they're if they're losing and they're just not there, probably May first, May fifth, around that time, you could see That's a change. Thinking. Yeah, if it if it continues to trend like this, it's it's not going to be good for him. So he'll be out before we know it. Is what'll happen, Mister First Downs. I know you're in Nashville, but do you have any comments here on this Cardinals team? Uh, they're my mom's favorite team, uh, but it is interesting to see that streak of dominance they had for so long. Just evaporate like nothing uh i am happy to hear about the reds losing those are my in-laws team oh they won and so uh, well you know what i mean they haven't been very good <laughs> yeah. Shut up, Tanner. <laughs> anyway <laughs> but yeah I, I would i would expect them to fire him in mid-may I, I i don't see that getting any better i think i think they're done in mid-may with it just go ahead and pull the cord no reason to sit around beat if around you're, if, if you're below the reds going into may like yeah in may Mm-hmm. It's it's time to do a change. We need a change out here. So be by the way, Guard, Guardians are playing a doubleheader tomorrow and not today. Yeah, uh, tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Early afternoon. That's, that's all I have to say. Hey, about, I, I appreciate y'all talking about contribution right there. <laughs> uh, NL East guys, uh, let's finish it out here with Jonathan's team, the Atlanta Braves, sitting on top. Just got done with a really really tough series, Royals. Uh, you know, a couple, couple there. Uh, you know, it's six game win streak. I mean, what what else do we say? Like the Atlanta team, I feel like is running in full force. They're healthy. They're they're on it, right? There's there's not a lot of stop in this team. That well, was expected, not, though, right? Like that that's expected. Mm-hmm. It is. It's expected. They're still not fully healthy. Actually, you still got Michael Ooh. Harris on the IL. Uh, your pitching is getting healthier. Your starting pitching for sure is getting healthier. You have two or three guys. I think we're at uh, right now three guys on the IL uh, on from the bullpen with Rasiel Iglesias is still on the IL. Colin McHugh is on the IL. And we just put uh, Lucas Lutke uh, on the IL today. So your bullpen is kind of getting hit by the uh, with the injury bug right now. But you got Max Freed back. He's pitching tonight with, uh, for the Braves. And they got a 2 nothing lead over the Padres and shutting them down right now. So they're still for the offense too. Like I said, Michael Harris is on the IL and Travis Darnold is still on the IL. So you're still, you're not fully healthy, but you're still winning. I mean, that just tells you how deep this team is. And we've said it when we said it when we did the, uh, the pre the preseason show that, you know, they have spots after spots that are just locked up on the starters, but they have good depth behind them too. That if you have to plug and play, Orlando Arcia went down, and they call up Vaughn Grissom back, and he's all he's been doing is batting over 300 in the week that he's been up. I mean, it's just sick how good this team is and how deep they are that when you have five guys and position players on the IL, two starting pitchers on the IL, three relief pitchers on the IL, and you still win and you're still able to go and and, and you're beating decent teams. Again, I, I, you know, 
Reds were saying that they're not a bad team. I mean, they're they're nine and seven right now. So hey, tip your hat to them. They're pretty. They're doing pretty well right now. Royals, yeah, you did what you're supposed to do with the Royals. You're supposed to sweep them in Kansas City, and you did it pretty. You did it pretty handily at that point. Now without having to pitch your big guys, you know. So they they were able to take care of business that way. You had your tough series with San Diego, and now you get a chance to redeem yourself with a three game series against them right now. And sure enough, we're seeing two nothing lead in the fourth inning. So this team is just that they're just good. It's just a matter of can they stay healthy when it matters throughout the summer? Can you keep this momentum going? Again, you know, and I think the key with it is the top three hitters on this team with Ronald Acuna, Matt Olson, and Austin Riley. My God, you talk about three of the hottest hitters in baseball all in one team. Right. Ronald Acuna is shooting for MVP right now. I, I, I don't see how anybody could vote again. If the season ends right now, again, it doesn't end in 16 games. But if the season ended right now, then how do you not vote Ronald Acuna as MVP for what he's doing offensively and defensively? It is amazing to watch. He's going to be a 40-40 guy, I believe, here uh, this season. 40 stolen bases, 40 home runs. The power he, he, the power's there. He's just not utilizing the power. He's hitting differently than what we've seen in the past. He's actually being a complete hitter in 2023. The power numbers as it gets warmer, he gets warmer, and he starts getting, he starts getting those home runs hit more. So it's it's I love seeing a healthy Ronald Acuna being a Braves fan. I love that Austin Riley is figuring it out, and Matt Olson is comfortable in Atlanta, which he was not last year, having to replace Freddie Freeman. He is now the guy uh, in Atlanta, and it's just it's it's awesome being a Braves fan. I'm very happy right now seeing what these guys are doing, and they're gonna get better when they get healthier. Yeah, you got Acuna Jr. out here batting .373 average right now, leading the team. Matt Olson. Leading the team in home runs and RBIs with five homers and 17 rubies. Look, that's that's what you need. You need these kind of guys that you you had Matt Olson from last year. Now, like you said, finally comfortable, and you're seeing him being comfortable, contributing to this team here uh, with Acuna Jr. right right there being healthy. It's powerhouse. It's, it's amazing. Powerhouse. To see. Amazing to see there, and I think it's only only good from here. Now, I want to know. Do you, I mean? I don't know, like Philadelphia, this, you know, they're missing Bryce Harper. They're missing a lot of stuff going into play. Do you see another team here that you're afraid of when we get closer to the July mark? I do not. You don't? No. I don't. I don't, I don't see don't. any. Uh, I, I, I Come won't. on. Come on, Jonathan. You can't say the match. Just, just say it. No. We that team, bro. I can't discount the Phillies and Mets still. I, I, I can't because, again, they're both talented teams. They, they are talented. They just – you know, the Phillies – I can't put my finger – maybe, again, maybe we just saw the, the honeymoon is over with Rob Thompson and we're kind of seeing that he's just – maybe he's just not the guy that they thought he was. I mean, again, you well, don't – You're missing Bryce Harper, right? You're missing Bryce Harper and you're missing Reese Hoskins, yes. but, you added Trey, but you added Trey Turner. You added Trey Turner to take a spot that you you did not have a really good you know you didn't have an elite player at you you added an elite player in Trey Turner, who was supposed to be at least the fill in. You have an elite catcher still in JT Realmuto. You know Schwarber and I said this to you guys and I said this with Alan on the on the baseball show as well. I did not buy in that Schwarber was going to have a repeat of last year or is even going to come close to last year. And we're and so far I, I'm 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 hitting it on the head right now that he is not the same player. They they're figuring out how to pitch him a little bit differently, and, and he's he's not getting it. And I look I saw it in the WBC that he was not 
seeing or not being the same that we saw all of, of 2022 and even the postseason of 2022. So Schwarber's coming back down to earth and he's crashing down to earth. But you, know, you have a lot of talent still in this team in, in Philadelphia. You will get Harper back here pretty soon uh, playing first base for them. So that's going to help a hole that they have at first. And when Hoskins wins down, you know, how good is Harper going to be at first base to be determined? Uh, and I'm, I'm sure he'll do a good job. He's an athlete, so he'll, he'll get it figured out. But there's still a lot of good players on that team. The pitching is still a good pitching staff. They just haven't pitched well either. So yes. I'm I'm not this. I'm not going to just say I'm not going to write off the Phillies yet. I'm I'm, I'm not yet. Uh, you know, let's let's get to about mid May. If they're still in this direction, then I'm going to say okay, I'm done with the Phillies. I don't have to worry about them. The Mets the same way. I I the Mets have good pieces. Have they played well at this point? No, but they are still a dangerous team. We haven't played either one of those teams yet either. So that's another side of it is that we haven't faced them in 2023. Things can get changed a little bit quicker when we do a head-to-head matchup. So I, I'm still worried as a Braves fan. I'm still I'm, – I'm not writing them off and saying, oh, the division's ours here in April, April 17th. Uh, you know, I'm not saying – I'm not calling it right now. I am confident because of how good the Braves are playing and how the other teams are, are showing so far. I'm confident that we will win the division. I'm not saying the division's over right now, though. Yeah, I'm fair with it. He's playing safe. He's playing we got, safe. We know how he feels deep down. So we got to we got to decide on the Phillies here in one month from now. See, <laughs> we'll see what happens there. You know, but I I don't know, man. I I think uh, it's, I guess it's gonna be based off the trends here. We'll have to see here a few more weeks and see where the trends are going in this one here. Uh, so, Mr. First Downs, do you have anything else for Jonathan? Uh, no, I think, uh, I think the Braves are going to run away with it. it. You can be timid if you wish, sir, but we know, <laughs> we know deep down the Braves are going to take that division. I, I just, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the Phillies put up a fight or something like that, but I, I just don't see it. I, I think the Braves, even without being full power, like you said, are still winning. They're, they're just going to trample, just wipe the board. Wow. Well, I, I gotta answer. I gotta answer as the expert. I can't be. I can't answer as a fan. If you ask me a question as a fan, I'm gonna give you the fan answer. You're gonna ask me as far as my opinion, as far as what my knowledge of the game. I'm gonna give you a little bit more of a, politi- a politically correct answer to to say. But I mean, am I, like I said, am I? You know, am I? Am I as a fan going around to saying that the Braves are gonna run away this division? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. But mm-hmm. at, at the same time, I gotta. I gotta be a little bit more timid to the answer. I do. I gotta be a little bit smart on how I answer to make sure. Because again, I. <laughs> I'm a super, I am a, I'm a former player, so I'm a superstitious uh, person. I don't sure. want to jinx it. I got to go knock on wood somewhere here pretty soon now, to, just to make sure. But uh, at the same time, though, I mean, I, 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 the Braves are the most talented team going right now. Yeah, they they yes. are the most talented team in baseball, and they're and they're the hype is they're showing the hype. You know, we, mm-hmm. we saw the Astros. Astros were the the team that you can compare the Braves to. Well, they're not answering the hype right now. Braves have been have had the injuries just like the Astros, and the Braves can't lose. So, are they the most talented? Yes. Can they hold this the rest of the season? I believe so. Yes. Will they run away with the division when it's all said and done? I do believe so. Yes. But I got to make sure I play it safe a little bit too. Fine. Smack me with your verbal professionalism. That's what I, like I, need to do. I like it. Braves by a billion. That's what we. That's, what that's we right. I don't give a crap. Braves by a million. <laughs> Jonathan, what you got coming up this weekend, man? Oh, man, more games, more tournaments, no sleep for me. We have three teams again in action this weekend. My uh, my older 14 youth teams playing this weekend. I got my 10U and 12U. They're playing back-to-back weekends, so they're going to be Ooh. back at it 
uh, as well. My baseball team is going to be uh, is going to be playing. So you know, three softball, four baseball. No sleep for me at all. Driving a lot of miles, put on my truck. My truck hates me right now, but uh, you know, it is it, what we do every week. So I'm getting, I get to drive around and watch my kids play, and man, just hopefully for more success again this weekend. But uh, you know, it, it's it's awesome. It's fun. I, I'm I'm enjoying this, and I, it's the same thing I tell you guys all the time. So, but uh, you know, it, like I said, it, it, it's it was a lot of fun this weekend, and I'm I'm looking for more fun this week, uh, this upcoming weekend, and seeing what these kids do. I like it. I like it. Tons of stuff. I, mean, stuff. I know you enjoy it tons and I love hearing about it. So tell Definitely. me to get some deniers and take care of business, man. That's, that's all I want to hear. Take care Absolutely. of deniers, take care of business. Definitely. So Jonathan, we'll let you go. I appreciate you joining, talking MLB with us. We'll talk some more stuff next week uh, around the MLB world. See you, Jonathan. Sounds good. See you guys. See you, buddy. Thank you. Jonathan Grishman, everybody. Such a great guy. That's a cool dude. Oh, he really is. He's been a blast ever since I met him. So, sure. uh, Mr. First Downs, mm. what you got coming up? Uh, and where can we find you? Where you, can you, find, you yeah, where am I at, bro? Where am I at? Uh, <laughs> you can find me at, at Mr. First Down on Twitter if you desire to put up with the nonsense I tweet out. Uh, you can uh, find me every Wednesday night, uh, usually around 7 or 7.30 Central. Uh, I don't know who my guest is yet. I'll be sure to post it as soon as I do. Fanboy Unleashed. Check it out on the Let's Talk Sports Network. There we go. Make sure you guys go check him out. Great content. Great guy. Love love watching him. We go back and forth in the GIF world. so nice. We go back and forth in the GIF world on Twitter. So you match up with me. I like it. So. That's how I do. I meet, I meet, I meet that energy, bro. I like. Mr. First down. I appreciate you coming on, joining me today, co-host. Happy to do it. Happy to do it. Of Mr. Bakken. So Bakken. It's like a little vacation for you. You know. That's yeah, right. That's You're right. not getting shouted at the whole time. Not yet. I mean, well, I mean, I guess we're almost done. So you, you just get you just get interrupted by the guy. that's like, shut up, Braves are taking it all. All right. Talk about my guardians, please. Uh, I appreciate it. It went well, guys. Make sure you hit that like, subscribe, follow. Next week, we'll have Bakken's back. Uh, hopefully, he's back and ready to go, as I'll be seeing him on Thursday next week for the NFL Draft right here in Kansas City. Everybody, have a fabulous week. Enjoy some playoff hockey. And, sorry. And enjoy the Stanley yeah. Cup playoffs. Use your words, Tanner. About to get, wow. I about to yield that. He about to hop back on. Wow. Enjoy the Stanley Cup playoffs. Enjoy the NBA playoffs that are going on. And get ready for the draft next week, guys. We got baseball going on as well. Tune in. So we'll catch everybody next Monday. We'll see you guys. Tighten up, bro. <laughs> <laughs>